Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Vanessa for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're desperate for you. My God. Settle Thank you, thank you, thank you. Settle My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Settle Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory, 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 glory. Settle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Sonia. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on and take your seat. Thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just settle here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. My God, we glorify you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. And take your seat. Have and let your feet. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Won't you settle, settle here? 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. My God. We glorify you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. Will you tell them to settle here? Will you tell them to settle in your house? Will you tell them to settle in your heart? Will you tell him to settle at your job? My God. Will you invite him into your day today? <laughs> Won't you settle? Settle here. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hey, Mary Lewis. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, my God. Thank you, Lord God. Hey, Kimberly Cersei. Hey, sister. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father God, we just lift up the name of Jesus. We just lift up the name of Jesus. We just lift up the name of Jesus, Father. You are so good. You are so merciful. You are so perfect. You are true. You are loving. You are kind. You are faithful. You are glorious. My God, you are glorious. My God, you are glorious. Father God, we just invite you into this devotional this morning. Lord God, settle here, settle here, settle here, settle in our hearts, settle in our mind, settle in our conversations. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. My God, settle here. We need you, Daddy. We need you, oh Lord. We need you. We need you. We need you, Father. My God, we need you, Elohim. We need you, El Shaddai. We need you, Jehovah Jireh. We need you, Jehovah um, Boy, we need you, Jehovah Shammah. We need you today. We need you, Father God, for you are the beginning and the end. You are Adonai. You are Christos. We need you, Father God. We need you, Lord God. My God, we need you, Yahweh. I am that I am. My God, you settle issues. Your name settles issues. Who you are will settle issues. Who you are will put out fires. Who you are is bigger than any election, any circumstance that's presenting itself in its country and our life. So we humble ourselves before you, Daddy God. We thank you that revival is breaking out. As intercessors, we pray peace into our country. We pray, pray, pray peace into our nation. Father God, we pray peace into the White House. We pray peace into our governors. We pray peace into our mayors, Lord God. Father God, we thank you where the Spirit of the Lord is is freedom, Father God. And we thank you, O ancient of days, that you are with us and you settle all the beasts and you put out all the fires. My God, you are so great and you are so grand and there is no circumstance and there is no situation. My God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. You are the God that goes to war for us. Can I tell you something, how significant God is? And I think sometimes we forget about the power of who he is and the, the authority and the control God has. And if we don't see his hand move in certain situations, then we ourselves will try to fix the situation when we ourselves do not have to try to fix the situation. 
And we'll find ourselves in a position, a place trying to fix something that God doesn't need us to fix. We need to humble ourselves. We need to pray and then he'll heal our land. And every time I saw um, any government issues in the Bible, God always rose up at a specific time and dealt with whatever he needed to deal with. And I think if we just get out of his his way, we'll see God move. We'll, we'll see God move. We are not subjected to this time. We are not subjected to the things in this country. We are not, we will not be bullied. We will not, we will not be given over to fear. We will not, we bind every satanic attack and trap um, that has set, been set before us. We will be crystal clear in decision making. We drive out all forces of hell. We drive out all principalities right now in the name of Jesus. We drive out all forces of darkness right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you. You are settling in politics. You are settling in our school districts. You are settling in situations. Father God, if the intercessors will just get in position and pray, if the intercessors, every time there was a governmental situation, every time there was any kind of situation, anytime the intercessors, anytime the prophets got in position and prayed God's will and his clarity and for his conviction, I promise you, I've never seen a situation in the word in which he did not come and fix the situation. I don't care when Pharaoh rose up. He said, I raised Pharaoh up so that my power can be demonstrated. When the children of Israel were fighting certain circumstances, situation, and it looked like they had a harsh or a hardened leader, he always dealt with a harsh and a hardened leader. And that's anybody, that's anybody, that's anybody. We get we cannot afford to be pulled into the emotions of anything. And I'm not talking about one particular person. I'm talking about a spirit, a spirit that is designed and to assassinate our peace and us from operating in kingdom. I am a kingdom representative. And for some reason, strive, contentions, dissensions, lewdness, crudeness, all of that stuff makes us forget we are kingdom representatives and we are to represent kingdom and for those of us that are intercessors we are to pray pay pray for the priests of jerusalem pray for the peace of our country pray for the peace of our nation and ask god to leave us yes pray the heart and the mind not the heart and the mind of god for the heart and the mind of god and the spirit of god and for revival to break out and for us to be so concerned with the loss right stuff like this will get us um, so consumed that we'll forget about those that are lost. And we are supposed to be praying for revival and for lost souls and for kingdom to manifest here on this earth. That is what we are supposed to be praying. That is what we are supposed to be standing for. And that is what we are supposed to be looking for. And that is what we're supposed to be investing our time in. We got souls to save. We are here to save souls. We are here to save the lost. That is our assignment here on earth. So Father God, we just thank you that your will is being done in our life. We thank you, Father God, that you are removing the scales off our eyes. We thank you, Father God, you are quieting us so that we are not anxious or fearful. We drive out the spirit of fear that is trying to push us and make decisions that are not kingdom decisions. Father, we thank you for godly mindsets. We pray the peace of God into this earth, the peace of God into our situation. We will not be bullied. My God, we will be mindful of you in absolutely everything. We thank you, Father God. 
For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we thank you that we are glory carriers throughout the earth and we are carrying the glory wherever we go, Lord God, and that your truth will prevail and that your grace and peace will be amongst us, my God. We thank you, Father God, for godly leadership and godly headship for those that have an ear to hear, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart are pleasing in your sight and that we only say, what you say. My God, let us be sensitive to your voice that we only speak what you speak, Lord God, that we are mindful and we are not clouded in our judgment. Father God, I thank you as we sit on our mountains of influence, Lord God. My God, that we remember that you placed us there for us to be light and salt and for us to win souls to Christ. Let us be remindful, mindful of why we are here. We are here as ambassadors to win souls to Christ and nothing else, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for resetting our mind, resetting our thinking, Lord God, that as we carry you throughout the day, Lord God, that we will not be quick-tempered my God, that we will not be careless with our words. We will not be careless with what we post, that we will not get our minds of what you called us to do, which was to save the lost, to preach the gospel, to take the gospel into the world, my God, so that those that are not saved can be saved, Father God. We thank you for the heart and mind of Christ. We thank you for a heart to serve. My God, we are not, Jesus did not come here here to be served. He did not come here for all the fluff and the filth. No, he came here to serve. So I thank you, Father God, that we are humbling ourselves and that we start each day with that of a heart of a servant, Lord God, asking you, how can we serve you? How can we serve kingdom, Lord God? This is not about us. This is about you. This is about your perfect plan. This is about your perfect will. Holy Ghost fire, all consuming fire, burn anything else up in us that does not line up with the perfect will, the perfect will of God, the perfect will of God. My God, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us. Can we cast down and drive out haughtiness right now in the name of Jesus. We cast down and drive out pride right now in the name of Jesus. Father, lead us from our prideful places, Lord God. Let us be subject to you in everything. Let us not be prideful. Let us mind our own business when you're asking us to mind our own business. Lord God, let us not speak evil. Let us speak good. My God, let us be uplifting. Let us be encouraging. Let us be building, Lord God. My God, let us do not Father, we drive out this spirit of strife, Lord God. Some of us have been way too casual with our words. My God, loose lips sink ships, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, that our words are framing our government and our words are framing our school district and our words, we don't care what we see. We will not be careless with what we say. We thank you, Father God, your victory is being seen throughout the earth. We thank you, Father God, as you put every politician in place, that the people in place will go glorify you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. You are rising up, raising up godly leadership amongst us, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that those leaders, Father God, that are not godly will not be given over to a reprobate mind, but they will come to know you as Christ Jesus. Because when they come to know you as Christ Jesus, they will serve and lead 
Thank you, Lord. I thank you for a spirit of repentance, Father God, throughout this nation and the White House and the Republican and the and all the different places. I thank you, Father God, for a spirit of repentance. I thank you. Our eyes are open. Our ears are here to see. And we will remember what you called us to be, which is to win souls and to be light and soft in the earth. I thank you, Lord God, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. My God, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus in this earth. We have to remember why we are here. We have to remember why we are here. We have to remember um, why we are in certain places that God has placed us, why we are in medicine, why God has called us to be salt and light in those areas. We have to Remember why we are here because this world will have us distracted and have us off task and we will forget why we are here, Lord God, that we will forget. We will stop acting like Jesus. We will be on our own tangents. We will be in our own places. We will be doing all our own things. And that is not why God called us to law and to politics and to whatever. If you are a godly man or woman and God has called you into politics and God has called you into law and God has called you into medicine, wherever God calls you, that is where the light, we suppose the light is supposed to come. Light is supposed to come. You're supposed to bring light wherever you go. Well, if I'm caught up and I'm acting like everybody else, then the light of Christ will not be seen in me. We are here to serve. He did not come. Christ did not come here to be served. He came to serve. He humbled himself. He, he didn't exalt himself. He knew who he was, but he still came here to serve. So Father God, I thank you that we are getting in position, my God, and do not let us forget why you called us here. And then all of us have our own giftings. All of us have everything, everything that we are to put in the earth. And we got to remember that because the, the enemy is divisive and he wants us to forget why we are here. He wants us to be consumed and caught up in all of this mess around us. And it is not our God. That's good, Meredith. Yes. Shift our focus and bring us back to the Lord. The Lord. We got to be so hidden in him that others don't see us, that they see him. Yep. That's it, minister boy, that we got to humble ourselves. We should be so hidden in him that they do not exceed us. They see him. That has got to become our goals. That is where we've got to recenter ourselves because it is so easy for us to get off track and get pulled into things emotionally. And then we stop looking like Christ and we start looking like everybody else. No, God has called you to be in a place of influence. He called you. So remember, I'm to bring light and I'm to be salt in the areas God called me. I'm not to resemble those places. I'm the culture changer. I'm supposed to change the culture of whatever environment God has brought me in. That's good, Holy Spirit. I'm to change the culture. I'm to set the tone. My prayers are to shift the atmosphere. I am not gauging the temperature. I am not the thermometer. I am the thermostat. I set the temperature wherever I go. It does not matter what I see. That's in my home. That's everywhere. Every place you engage me, 
I should be the living change agent, right? I should be the living change agent. I set the chimp temperature. My apostle says, I'm the game changer. I'm the game changer. Yes, we change and influence culture. We set the cultural norms. We do not allow the culture to tell us what norm is. We set the culture norms. We set the norms for what kingdom is. We bring kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Well, how does kingdom get into the earth? Kingdom, y'all, kingdom gets in the earth through us. We bring kingdom. We bring the ministry of reconciliation. We bring God's love into this earth. That's how kingdom gets in this earth. Every time we reconcile relationships, every time we're loving, every time we're kind, every time relationships, that's kingdom. Every time supernatural healing manifests, that's kingdom. That's that's kingdom. We are to bring kingdom in here to this earth. And now we got to be steadfast, immovable, working and abiding in the works of the Lord and nothing else. So, Lord, do not let us be confused. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. And any place we have been deceived, (laughs) open our eyes and our hearts to hear you, O Lord, today. Let us slow down so we can hear you, O Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. We are culture changers. That is something I've been... um, um, creating, um, can I say that? Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> within our ministry, within our prayer team right now, we are changing. We are focusing on the culture. We create the culture for the ministry. We, we create the culture. We influence culture. I'm a sociologist by trade, right? Um, so we create the culture. We influence the culture. We bring in the culture. We change the culture and we cannot forget that. <laughs> we cannot forget that the culture is not supposed to change us. We are supposed to influence and change the culture because we live kingdom because we are kingdom it does not matter what the culture has said what does the lord say what does the word of god say right and we bring that culture into anything we bring kingdom with us we're glory carriers we carry the spirit of the lord inside of us and so we go and take that with us absolutely everywhere we go right that's not stoic that's not super religious that's not all that that Sometimes it's just in a smile. Sometimes it's just in a hug. Sometimes it's just in our kindness. Sometimes it's just in our attitude. I've never seen so many disgruntled Christians. I'm just, can I be for real for a second? Like so many of us, our joy has been stolen because we have put our hope in other things. And then when we feel like those things haven't manifested, our joy is stolen. But we forget all the other ways that God has blessed us because God is not a God of things, right? He'll give us things. He'll give us the desires of our heart, but he's way bigger beyond things. And so when certain things aren't evident in our life, we feel like we're lacking or without. And then the enemy comes in right there and robs us of, of, of us our joy when God gives us a joy that's everlasting, right? And so then when people encounter us, we got this thing on our face, the attitude. And I know because I used to walk away. I used to walk around like that. Like I used to walk around with this thing on my face until the Lord started teaching me your very smile might save a life. Your very smile might save a life. Your very conversation might save a life. What you say to somebody might change their life. How you 
speak to somebody might change their life. The fact that you're intentional with somebody might change their life. And so he had me thinking different. So even when I go into the drive-thru at the restaurant, no matter how bad their attitude is, I'm always like, hey, hey girl, how are you? Or hey guy, hey, you good today? Like, because we're supposed to influence the culture or I compliment them. Your eyebrows look good. Your nails look good. Why? Because I'm supposed to influence and change the culture. The culture, I'm not supposed to go through the drive-thru. I don't know why I said that. I'm not supposed to go through the drive-thru and because they got an attitude, I get an attitude. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to go through the drive-thru and if they got an attitude, I'm supposed to say something that's going to change their lives. I'm supposed to come outside of myself and say something that's going to change their lives. <laughs> Right, they, that that's going to change their lives. I'm supposed to, hey, girl, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be the one that influences them. They're not supposed to be the person that influences me. That's everywhere, and not, and not in a place of fakeness. Because can I tell you something? Discernment is real with people who are not yet saved, and they can feel the authenticity. Um, so not with fakeness, like that you feel the warmth and the love in me. You feel the intentionality and the love of our father, right? And God had to shift my perspective to say, you're to go and influence the culture around you. You to change the culture around you. And I've, I've had to catch myself. Like I've had to catch myself and train myself because remember we cast down wicked thoughts we cast down wicked imaginations i had to learn and study the word of god of how influential we're supposed to be in the in the word of god and to the people around us and how we're supposed to shift shift and how we're supposed to be so positive and how we're not supposed to be negative and i had to have the lord to tell me keep working on you lakeisha so that you can be so you can be more positive. So every environment you walk in, you change the environment. You influence the situation. Well, you can't do that with a negative, bad attitude. You can't do that with um, your conversation. I'm very literal. I'm very literal. I'm very, um, I'm very, um, my words are very exacting, right? And so I had to learn how to be literal and exacting, but with sweetness, <laughs> with sweetness, with sweetness, like with sweetness. I had to learn how to be literal and exacting with love. I had to be literal and exacting with kindness. I had to remember, I had to learn that everybody that I'm connected with is supposed to experience Jesus Christ through me. I'm the, can I just say, I don't, I, can I just say this? And I'm going to give you the scriptures for today. I am the first Jesus, right? That my boys encounter. And I, I am the first Jesus that they encounter. I am the first essence of Jesus that they will experience. And so if my essence of who Jesus is, is skewed, if my perspective is skewed, right? If my perspective is skewed, then their perspective of Jesus is going to be skewed and I'm trying to break generational curses, right? So it's more important for me to study, to show myself approved, Tim Timothy, to learn the word of God, to learn what the word says and stop making excuses for my bad behavior. Stop making excuses for my bad behavior because I want to break generational curses, right? I want to be the change agent, right? And so if they're the first, I'm talking about my sons. And for those of y'all who don't know, I have five sons. I didn't, can I tell y'all this? Because I love being transparent, like to the level that God will let me. I didn't get this right the first round. I have a 27, 25, 23 year old. I did not get this right. I did not understand that I, that I was the first Jesus they were supposed to encounter. And so I dealt with them in religion all the time. 
I dealt with them in religion all the time. I was very religious with them. I did not understand that I was the first Jesus they were supposed to encounter. So now, right now with them, I understand I'm the first measure. That means they're supposed to experience grace. That means they're supposed to experience love. That means they're supposed to experience compassion. That means they're supposed to experience understanding. That, that means they have to have room for mistakes. And when they make mistakes, I am to cover them in love. I am to cover them. I am to act like Jesus act. I am to pray. I am their first intercessor. And this is not just for my sons. This is for everybody else I'm connected to. And even if the person has harmed me, even if the person has harmed me and I come into the knowledge and the recommend that, that I have the ministry of reconciliation in me, then I have to operate in this true spirit of forgiveness. I have to operate in the true spirit of forgiveness. I have to release them. I have to cast this into the sea of forgetfulness. And then I have to still make sure I'm the first essence of Jesus. Now, I don't have anything to do with anything that's in somebody else, right? Because that's not my responsibility. The responsibility is to what's inside of me. And then I don't have to browbeat you. I don't have to beat you up. I don't have to micromanage you. I just get to be and serve you like Christ. I just get to be and serve you like Christ. Like I get, to, that's what I get to be. So, so thank you for this Holy Spirit, because the scripture that I need to, we need to meditate on today is the Holy Spirit is advocate, right? We're still learning God, God is the good shepherd. And if we're going to learn God is the good shepherd, we got to learn the importance of who the Holy Spirit is in connection to this, right? And so God will do the greater work on your heart. That is why it's so important for you to meditate. Jo Joshua 1 and 8, meditate on his precepts day and night. Meditate on his pre, not what somebody told you. Not what somebody told you, not meditating on his precepts day and night, meditating on his precepts day and night so that my heart, which is where God speaks, can be transformed and renewed. Ezekiel, I think it's either the 24th verse or 36 or something in there. Jess, will you find that for me? When he says, I'm going to remove from you. First of all, I'm going to take you out of your land of idols. Come on, Holy Spirit. I'm going to take you out of your land of idols. I'm going to take you away from the place in which you've been hardened. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you away from the things that you've held on to. Right. This I'm paraphrasing the scripture. He says, I'm going to take you out of your land. I'm going to take you away. I'm going to take you away from the place that had you hardened. I'm going to take. Can I tell you something that we can idolize pain and we can idolize our past and we can idolize our problems and we can idolize situations that work. Do you know we will? idolize those things we will idolize we'll hold on to we love to tell our defeat we love to tell our story um when I was so sad people love to hear my sadness like when I started talking victory that was hard for people to conceive right and so we will I, so he this scripture he says he says look I'm gonna take you out of this land I'm going to bring you into your land you're supposed to be in. I'm going to take you away from your heart and places. I'm going to take you out of your idols. And then I'm going to take that stony heart of yours. And I'm going to pull you into a place in which you're not hardened anymore. In which I'm going to put a new heart in you. And then I'm going to begin to. And then David said, created me. Psalms 51 created me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Right? That's what he was asking God to do. Created me a clean heart. There you go, Jess. Thank you. Ezekiel 36, 24 and 
26, he said, I'm going to gather you from all the nations. I'm going to pull you out from all the places and I'm going to bring you home to the land and place I called you. When I look at this from a place as God is speaking to us in the now, I'm going to take you out of everything that had you hardened. I'm going to take you out of everything that had you distracted. I'm going to take you out of everything that had you confused. I'm going to take you out of everything that had you overwhelmed. I'm going to take you out of everything um, that does not look like me. Right. And so we can't be resistant. To be pulled away from things that we've been connected to that's not like God. We cannot, we cannot, every time God tries to snatch us out of relationships or snatch us out of jobs or pull us away from situations that look not, don't look like him, we resist him, right? We resist him. God knows what's best for us. Jeremiah 29 and 11, he knows the plan. Jeremiah 1 and 5, he formed you, right? And every time he tries to pull us away from something, right, that, that's not for us, we get so weak holding on to it for dear life. Well, the reason we hold on to it for dear life is because it's an idol in our life. We made it an idol. We put it on a pedestal. We elevated it before God. And God is like, no, if you're going to come and be me in this earth, if you're going to be the extension of me in this earth, then this is what I'm getting ready to do. I got to pull you out of I got to pull you out of what has hardened you. I got to pull you out of what has you not sensitive to my voice. I got to pull you away from the things that have set traps for you. Remember, wide is the path. I tell us, the Holy Spirit tells us all the time that if everybody's doing it, if the majority is doing it, it's probably not God, right? Because wide is the, this world's path is wide. The narrow path, God's path is narrow. If you put your hands in front of your eyes, it's narrow, right? So when he's saying to you, I'm going to gather you out of all nations. I'm going to take you out of your heart and place. And then as soon as I remove you, because here's the thing that I know, right? Here's the thing I know. As soon as I remove you from that, that is, which is hardened, right? Right. Then, right. If I had a heart issue or I had a blocked valve or I was having a coronary problem or I was having a heart problem, they would need to repair what was happening, which was keeping me blocked. Right. So when God says I'm pulling you out of I'm pulling you out of everything that's blocking you. My God, and I'm stretching you into completion. I'm putting you and depositing you in your land, which was conducive for you to produce, which was conducive for you to thrive, which was conducive for you to make a difference, which was conducive. But our hardened hearts, because it's used to um, not operating at full capacity, it's used to operating in a place um, in which we have um, not walked into the fullness of Jesus. It's used to operating at 50 and 60%. When God is like, no, I'm trying to put a flesh, I'm trying to put something new in you. I'm trying to put something new in you so that when I put something new in you, you'll walk like me. You'll talk like me. You'll act like me. Accent in the last day, he's going to pour his spirit out on all flesh. Well, if your heart is hardened, go to the parable of the sower in Matthew. It talks about the different stages of our heart. If your heart is hardened, you will not receive the fertility of the, if your heart is hardened, the living water is not going to be able to flow through you. If your heart is hardened, you're not going to be a re re reproducer of Christ. As a matter of fact, you're going to reproduce in a manner that's perverted. 
Come on, Holy Spirit. You're going to reproduce in a manner that's perverted. That's not like Christ. That's not like God. It's not. It's going to still be attached to your idols. It's still going to be attached to your heart in place. See, see, see the, the devil don't want you to get no revelation, right? He don't want you to get no revelation because he said, you know, as soon as you get revelation, you're going to be free. It's, it's, it's so, as soon as you get revelation, you're going to be free. You're going to be free You as soon as you understand because after revelation comes habitation. After habitation becomes manifestation, right? So he doesn't want your heart to be, because here's the thing. A hardened, a hardened heart is not tender and responsive. A softened heart is a tender and a responsive heart and when a heart is tender and responsive that's when the holy spirit can come in now let me give you john 14 and 26 come on because that's where i was going today let me get thank you holy spirit a heart i'm going to read it to you out the message bible right so jesus this is what this is this is jesus talking to them and he's talking to them about the spirit of truth and i'm going to back up to the 15th verse it says if you love me show it by doing what i've told you I will talk to the father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. Christ, the Holy Spirit cannot be always with you when your heart is hardened because you are not tender and responsive. There's no flow. You're blocked. And when you're blocked, you will, um, you'll make all kinds of excuses for the things that you have to do. But when I have a tender and responsive heart, then I can respond to the Holy Spirit. I can respond to the truth. It says, I told you, I'll talk to the father and he'll provide you another friend so that you always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. Let me say that again. This friend that I'm talking about is the spirit of truth. This friend is the spirit of truth. So the things that was that are in your spirit that were because you're born of the spirit. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're born of the spirit. The things that are in your spirit, your spirit is good. It's your soul that's confused. Your spirit is good. So the things that are born of the spirit are already in you. So the Holy Spirit comes to wake and shake those things up. Thus, I got to take you away from what's hardened. I got to take you away from your idols. I got to give you a heart of flesh so that you can become tender and responsive to the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, right? Because if not, we'll be avoiding the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. He said, this friend is the spirit of truth. The godless world cannot t- can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. That's why we do not fight with this godless world. I don't know why we spend time arguing and fighting with a godless world. I'm not going to argue with a godless world. He says, <laughs> so he says, he says, this is what he says. He said, this godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. Doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he has been staying with you and will even be in you. He will even be in you. He says, I will not leave you orphaned. This is what Jesus says. He's I'm not leaving you. I'm coming back in just a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I'm alive and you're about to come alive. My God, say that. Over, somebody say that over yourself. I'm about to come alive. The Holy Spirit is about to awaken everything in you. There's a special impartation on this devotional for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is about to awaken everything in you. You are about about to come alive. The things that you were dead to, the things that you could not see, the things that you were entangled in, the things that you were confused about, you will not be confused any longer. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is about to come alive in you. The Holy Spirit is about to reside in you because you're going to receive him today. He says, I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming back in just a little while, while the world will no longer seize me, but you're going to see me because I'm alive in you. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my father and you're in me 
and I am in you. Remember John 15, John 17. Come on now. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. Or remain in me and I'm going to remain in you. Stick with me and I'm going to stick with you. Draw near to me and I'm going to draw close to you. Come on, Holy Spirit. I thank you for this word this morning. He says, I'm coming back in just a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I'm alive and you're about to come alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in the Father and you're in me and I'm in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. So when he said, love, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? <laughs> what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart right? Love your, love your God with all your heart and then love your neighbor as I love myself. Then when I'm doing what Jesus asked me to do, I'm loving the Lord thy God with all my heart. I'm loving my neighbor as I love myself. And if I have difficulty loving myself, then what I'm doing is I'm spending more time with the Lord so I can learn how to love myself so I can better learn how to love others. <laughs> I'm spending time with the Lord so that I can learn how to receive his grace, his mercy, understand his righteousness so that I can be better at loving others. Because perhaps the difficulty that I'm having loving other people is because I'm dysfunctional myself. And so I'm going to go fix my dysfunction in Jesus. I'm going to let Jesus, I'm going to understand who Jesus is. I'm going to understand my righteousness. So that's the part. So he says, those who love me and the person who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and make myself plain to him. God is not difficult. God is not difficult. He said, if you love, if you love me, you remain in me. I'm going to make myself known to you. He said, I'm going to make it plain to you. God is not difficult. Jesus is not difficult. He's not holding some secret from some mystery from you. We just won't find the, the reality and the truth of who he is in the word. We got all this other stuff indoctrinated in us. And the Holy Spirit is longing to come alive in us. He is looking for a responsive and tender heart. So he says, Judas, not Iscariot, said, Master, why is it that you are about to make yourself plain to us, but not to the world? He says, because a loveless world, said Jesus, is a sightless world. If anyone loves me, he will carefully keep my word and my father will love him. We'll move right into the neighborhood. We'll move right. Remember, we just talked about this. Culture changers. We'll, when Jesus is inside of us, we'll go right in and change the culture. When Jesus is inside of us, we'll go right in, we'll change situation. When Jesus is inside of us, we'll go right in and be salt and earth and loving and kind and all that. When Jesus is alive, we'll go right in and change the neighborhood. I love, I love this. He said, not loving me means not keeping my words. The message you are hearing isn't mine. It's the message of the father who sent me. Right. So he says, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit say that the Holy Spirit is my friend. The Holy Spirit is my friend. The Holy Spirit is my advocate. Right. He says the friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send at my request will make everything plain to you. That's why you got to have a tender and responsive heart. That's why you got to be pulled away from things that do not leave your heart tender and responsive. That's why you got to be pulled away from your idols. That's why you got to be pulled away from the things of the flesh so that your heart becomes tender and responsive to God. Thank you, Lord, for this. I said, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I've told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. My God, can somebody say that and receive that today? Jesus leaves us well and whole. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he doesn't leave you fragmented. He doesn't leave you in part. He doesn't leave you lacking. He I lack nothing. No, Jesus leaves you 
well and whole, well and whole. And if I'm not well and whole, I need to figure out what's hindering me from getting well of whole. And it's probably because I need more Jesus. It's probably because I need more grace. I need to understand the grace. I need to understand my righteousness. I need to understand the compassion. So this is what he's telling. He says, Jesus leaves. He said, I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left. My God, my God, there is something to this. I do not leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. I'm sending you an advocate. I'm sending you a comforter, right? That's what the other verse says. Um, it says, the 26, it says, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengther, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will help you remember everything that I've told you. That's, I'm not leaving you by yourself. The Lord has not left you by yourself. That's why you got to understand greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so if he's my advocate, right? One who pleads the cause of another. I don't have to plead for myself because the Holy Spirit, my advocate will go before me. My Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, my advocate is taking care of me. The Holy Spirit, my advocate is good to me. The Holy, the Holy Spirit is the one that goes and speaks in the ears of everyone that needs to be connected to me. The Holy Spirit is the one that goes and speaks in the ears of the promotion I need. The Holy Spirit goes and speaks in the ears of everything. That's the point of him. I don't have to, nor can I advocate for myself. He is the advocate. So when I render myself to the Holy Spirit and really let him take up his way, guess what he's going to do? The Holy Spirit will help us, right? And so we ask Jesus, Jesus, will you take up my case? Okay, let's pray. Let's get out of here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, will you take up my case? <laughs> Will you take up my case? Will you take up my, will you take up my case? I desire to walk in the fullness of my destiny and nothing else. I desire to be salt and light in the earth. I desire to be properly positioned in my purpose. I desire, I desire to be known. My God, I desire to be known as a representative of kingdom of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father God, I thank you for speaking in the ear of everyone that's supposed to be connected to us. We do not have to advocate for ourselves. We do not have to be stressed out. We don't have to push an agenda, Lord God. All we need to do is push kingdom. We need to push Jesus Christ. So Lord God, open doors for us that no man can shut and shut doors for us no man can open and bring us into the right relationship relationships and bring us into the right places and bring us into the right positions. And as we walk through doors of opportunities and we walk into the place that you have prepared for us, quicken us so we will not mess it up. <laughs> Give us the right words to say. Let us be in the right attitude. Let us hear your voice behind us saying, go this way and that way. Let our words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart be acceptable in our sight. I thank you, Father God, that we will bring you glory in every conversation, in every text, in every email, in everything we do, in the drive-through line, in our apartment complex, in our building as we want. I thank you, Lord, we'll bring you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. 
Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We just need the advocate to go. We just need to understand the power of Jesus. That was so good. Lord God, I thank you. Lord God, I bless you. Lord God, I praise you. My God. And if you want, can I tell Yeah, quicken us. Ask the Holy Spirit, quicken you. Don't let me be out here doing my own thing. I told the Lord, I don't want to say anything other than what you say. You know what he told me? He said, then get more quiet. That's what he told me. I said, I don't want to say anything other than what you say. I don't want to be out here speaking because I know my words frame my day. I know my words command my day. I don't want to be out here saying nothing. I don't want no idle words coming out my mouth. I know by my words I'm acquitted. I know by my words I'm kind quicken me because I don't want to be out here. And he told me, he said, you know what you need to do then? Get more quiet. And I said, yes, sir. He said, spend more time being quiet and saying less. I love y'all. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. <laughs> this is your hour. Can I tell you something about Jesus? He will not cast you out. I don't care what nobody told you about Jesus. I am your living witness. If you are new to the devotional, you need to hear my story. <laughs> you need to hear. I'm your living witness. There is no God. What Romans 10, I think it's Romans 10 and 13. There is no way the Lord will cast you out. You need to understand the power of my Jesus and how God looks for you and how much he longs you. But you do need to recognize. You do have to realize, you know what? I'm a sinner in need of a savior, right? I'm a sinner. Father God, forgive me for my sins. I'm a sinner. And ask Jesus, Jesus, I need you to come out of my heart and become a part of your life. Man, I got tattoos everywhere. Like my life was so reckless. <laughs> my life was so reckless. And then I met Jesus and he changed my life. And I know he's real because of the stuff that I used to think was okay. Like when I met Jesus and I began to study the word of God, it pricked me. He pulled me away from my idols. He put me into a land and he began to deal with the things of my heart. And then I began to be transformed more in his image because I'm growing in grace. And it doesn't always happen automatic. And it is not always um, as easy as people say sometimes. But if you receive Jesus in his fullness, he'll do the greater work. You do not have to do the work. Right. If you prayed that prayer, if you're asking Jesus Christ to come in your life, my, please get in contact with us. Info at justbeinglmj.com. We would love to continue to talk to you. I would love to send you a Bible and some materials. We would love to be in contact with you. And if at any way the Lord tells you to partner with this ministry, do me a favor. Log on to the website. You can find out all the ways you can partner with us. We have Feed the Streets. We have Drew Projects, Salvation Army, all the different ways we give. Right. Go over to the website. Click the donate button. Um, or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. I love you. I'm so excited about the word today. Ladies, Bible study tonight. If you've never attended Ladies Bible Study, send us an email, info at just being LMJ. You can attend on Facebook or you can attend via Zoom. I cannot wait to see the power of God in this place tonight. I love you so much. I don't know if you know, I love you intentionally and I love you intensely, but God loves you more. So do me a favor, go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you and with you and he will. God can use you exactly where you're at in the position that you're in to make more impact for his glory. We'll be back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Bring somebody in. Say come come do this. Come come do the devotional with me. You can also catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us pretty much almost anywhere. Love y'all so much. I'll see you back here. Continue to grow in grace. Don't be so hard on yourself. Receive the grace receive the grace receive the grace holy spirit thank you for doing a greater work i love y'all thank you for tuning into our podcast 
If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.